Welcome to Greed Watch 2018, a Common Rider O's recap podcast. My name's Coriander Dickinson. I got with me the the voices of Josh A. Kagan. <laughs> it's not actual Josh A. Kagan. It's just my recombinant vowels that have been put into a machine and it's just pumping out words. And Adam Wasserman. Hi, I am also just a voice. You're more than just a voice to me, Adam. Oh, thanks. I thought you were going to say that we hired somebody to to play you, like, I don't know, Greg Proops or somebody. I mean, I like the idea that you would get someone more famous than me to play me and nobody. <laughs> That's delightful. But I appreciate it. But I also am just a computer full of vowels. Oh. That's the only one you need. That's why we picked this show. Yes. Unagi, eels, the world, and gravity combo. Heavy hitter combo is what yes. I got. When we get there, I will explain why gravity combo makes sense to me. Okay. Because this combo is trapped in space with George Clooney? Yes. <laughs> I mean, she she made it back. Spoilers. Oh, okay. Also, I'm George sorry. Clooney's a ghost. What? Uh, mine was a spoiler? <laughs> yeah, well, I figured you already spoiled the whole thing. So. Well, not, wait, not the whole time. Was he a ghost? He wasn't a ghost the whole time, right? Maybe. He was not a ghost the whole time. He, he died. He could have been. You don't know that he wasn't. There's nothing that proves he wasn't a ghost the whole time. Right, but there's really a George Clooney in real life, right? Or have we all just hallucinated him? Like, There's nothing that proves that there's a real George Clooney. It's like there's no Tom Hanks in a Tom Hanks film. What? No one's like going up to Tom Hanks' characters in the film and be like, you look like Tom Hanks. Or, hey, how about we watch Tom Hanks is big or something like that. Tom Hanks, the real life celebrity, does not exist in the fictions of films that he's in. Right. Well, here's the thing is that any movie where they don't explicitly say that that someone's not a ghost, they could be a ghost. That's that's all I'm saying. All right. This is not Kamen Rider Ghost, though. So we don't like the, the main character is not dead already. In this case. Hey, y'all. Remember last week when uh, Kamen Rider OOO and the Mothman Prophecies uh, met a certain doom getting blowed up by a bazooka? He says it was an accident. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Whoopsies. Uh, Turns out, ain't no thing. It was a bit of a thing. It ain't no thing. They literally, it was like, uh, it seemed to be even less than when uh, Elmer shoots Daffy in the face. At least Daffy's bill goes to the other side of his head and he flips it around and goes, you're despicable. The two of them were just like, well, I guess we should just keep fighting, even though we got blowed up. I was I smoking the a little bit. sounds of an explosion and a comedy boink sound. <laughs> Only I wasn't laughing. This is very serious stuff. This is monsters and robots, or at least not robots, but guys wearing robot outfits. So everyone's fine, and they're still fighting. That's the thing you got to yep. know. Everyone, uh, everyone's still fighting, and then we throw to Hina, and and I swear to God, I didn't remember this, but Hina does exactly what I what I was like. I hope she, I wish she would do this. She yes. she literally picks up a piece of set dressing that is like a big circle with a bunch of papier paper mache newspaper clippings one of which looks like santa claus on it it and doesn't like, look heavy no, but no it's heavy enough that they had to like apparently lift it with a crane so that she could mime lifting it yeah like i was looking at like the compositing it was weird and it gets sliced in half yeah it does it does absolutely nothing and you'd think because she's like the strongest lady in the world 
she could pick up something heavier and more destructive, but she doesn't. She picks up a child's art project. It does nothing. <laughs> she then picks up a fire extinguisher and blows smoke. That is more than enough to distract this interdimensional monster or whatever the fuck you are, the uh, greed are rather. And she hides. She hides under the stage. And, uh, and the greed is just like, well, I'm done. I think it's only fair that if all the monsters can like disappear in a puff of smoke or whatever, you know, Hina should be allowed the same latitude. I'm not holding her back. I'm just saying that maybe, just maybe, Uva should have tried trying. I don't think Uva cared that much. Well, then why should I? I guess that's my point. <laughs> wow! If these, if these, wow. if these people and monsters aren't aren't working towards their goals, what am I to do? Just a common bystander. I feel like this uh, whole scene reflects very well upon Hina. Like she yeah. uses her unordinary human strength to lift the thing and throw it, and that doesn't work. So she uses her very big brain, and she's like a fire extinguisher, and then hide because I'm a normal human in a common rider, and the monster would definitely kill me. She does everything that I that I wish people would do in horror movies. Frankly, yes. Go on the offensive when that doesn't work. You hide somewhere and you be real quiet and you just, you know, you don't pick a closet. Well, she did talk to camera about how she wanted to warn AG oh, about his friend Tsukuba, who has been possessed by the greed. And she did hide somewhere she could actually easily escape from. So points to Hina all around. She's doing a great job. She's made me care. She cares. And so therefore I care. And I'm back on board. That was fast. For the remainder of these 6,000 episodes and 42 movies. <laughs> so anyway, back at the fight, Anka's like, dude, switch to these regular medals instead of your special medals. And AG like takes out the two he's not going to use and tosses them aside yeah, casually. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess Ankh's going to get them. Sure. Like, yes. Sure. Who ca- Who cares? I'm back to not caring. <laughs> Very pliable today. Put him in your pocket, Common Rider OOO. He has a special container on his utility belt for metals to go in. Anywhere. But he just threw them on the ground. You know, put them on. Maybe there's a nice shelf. Maybe there's a nearby car with an ashtray you could pop them in. A glove box. Anything. Don't just throw them around willy nilly, you dope. Ugh. Ugh. No wonder Unk's mad at him all the time. Everyone's mad at him. Goto's mad at him. Unk's mad at him. Oh, Goto's super mad at him. But Goto helps. Well, he tries. I mean, he uses his bazooka again. (laughs) That's his only. He needs to learn other. Everybody. Oh, everyone. Hina needs to like teach a class in how to how to to (laughs) in how to. Here's just how to do things. Lift things up. Be distracting. Hide well. Punch if you have to. (laughs) Thank you. I am not familiar with the weapons of destruction like I maybe could be, but. Bazooka rounds are fairly large, are they not? uh, Oh, damn. I was hoping someone wouldn't um, actually be on the bazooka comment. I wanted to just be like, oh, here's a green explodey stick. Like kind of a general (laughs) stand in for what he used, which was a prop with foam ends that they composite into holes when they need to launch some sort of, I don't know, RPG (laughs) round, it looks like. But where is he carrying his spare rounds? That's what I want to know. 
but it just it doesn't do anything. It's it's a bazero. It is it just it just <laughs> it's like fucking it's like packed with child's wishes and super fruity pebbles or whatever and explosion juice. Like it doesn't do anything. There should be giant holes in the ground. There should be buildings crumbling and there should be bits of common writer and Mothman prophecies everywhere. Josh, human weapons are of no use against common riders and their foes. What about the ground that they stand on in trees and nearby cars and amphitheaters and papier-mâché circles and shit? Why, why do you want everything to be on fire? I mean, <laughs> I mean have you read the news lately? Oh, we're, yeah, we're, good point. We're heading in that direction anyways. Let's just speed it along. Come on, bazookas. Show me what you're made of. So Goto did a very good job, yeah. And yeah, real mad. Ankh is also mad, so he like yep. scurries up and grabs Goto by the shirt and gives him a talking to. But then they both get mad at Eiji, and Eiji's yeah. like, hey, you finally agree on something. I'm the best. Let's back up just a tad and find out why everyone's so uh, ticked off oh, at right. everyone else. Basically, Goto says uh, for the 10 millionth zillionth time, yeah, why aren't you Kamen Rider? I want to be Kamen Rider. I'm good. at I'm saving the world. Pew, pew. And Ankh asks a very fair question, which is like, how exactly are you saving the world? To which uh, Goto replies, well, if I had powers, I would. And uh, uh, Edgy is just like, oh, well, then you just be tag. You're Kamen Rider. That's cool. We'll work together. It's awesome. Yeah. Or we can work together. Here are two options. And Ankh is like, you that's not how the force works, basically. Like you can't, yep. you can't just pass around being being common writer like it's the proverbial hot potato. You can't. <laughs> you you have to you have to stay until the seal's broken, which I took to mean that he can't stop being common writer until he pees. Is that is there a different seal that we're talking about? Oh, I got because he broke the seal. He's the one that has to be common writer. Like remember when the belt was just like a oh, stone yes. and yes. he turned yeah. it into a real magic belt. Oh, then I then I must have read it wrong because I uh, don't know how to read. My secret shame. <laughs> you're doing you're doing very well. At least you can write. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, the two the two are mutually exclusive here in Hollywood. And here comes Hina with news. <laughs> Scuba is all he's he's possessed like a crazy person, and there's a monster following oh. him around. We got a problem. And then we count the medals. Kamen Rider O's has four blue, two red, two green, and four yellow. And I may need to distinguish between which body slot these go into, because it appears that there is three of each available. And they do have different designs based on uh, what body slot they go in. Okay, can we come up with another phrase besides body slot? Because I am really grossed out. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, it sounds like it sounds okay, like something. Yeah, sure, from- sure, sure. Body hole. Which body hole they go in? Oh, oh, I just now I can't, well, I can't see colors anymore. Which orifice, which body orifice they fit in? <sighs> Anyways, back at the peach pit, some monsters are yelling at each what other. What end they belong at? <laughs> um, tops or tails? Tops or tails? Oh, you're right. Tops or bottoms? Yeah. 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 Tops or bottoms? Yeah. Or middles? Middles. Middles. Yeah, there's middles. You count the middles. One, two, three. (laughs) Yes, there's three middles. There's three heads and there's three leggy bits. (laughs) 
for yeah. for each of the greeds. Leggy bits, part of this nutritious balanced <laughs> breakfast. Brought to you by the maker of Common Rider O's. The TV crew is picking up from the random monster attack that apparently happens every day. Like, you don't just get the day off when you run screaming from a set. You, you come back and you pick up your big sliced circle. <laughs> and we're caught up more on what's up with Sakuba. There's a monster. I saw a guy in a sharp green blazer. He looked cute. He's probably also a monster. And we got to figure out what's up with Sakuba. And then we go to the peach pit. But AG's actually able to be like, oh, that yummy must have come from my friend Sakuba because he was greedy. Yep. It was amazing. He's getting real good at this. A thing we all learn about him this episode. This is the episode where everybody comes around and is like, well, I guess we're stuck with this guy, but he's not bad at it. Good for him. Yeah. You may continue to the peach pit. Mazul gets her uh, her uh, core medals back from good old Gamel. Uh, and she calls him a good boy and pats his head. And then they yep. both turn into monsters. And they have a weird relationship and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it should. <laughs> it's okay. Uva's there to like promise them all that he's working his hardest to get everyone medals. And then to like creepily <laughs> say to the side, no, I'm going to keep all the medals to myself. I know I said the quiet part loud, the loud part quiet. Except nobody heard it, so it's fine. Yeah. Because they're too busy rubbing each other's head and engaging in some sort of weird exchange of power. No, you, the lady one, need to rest for a bit because you're not, you're not fully back. Even though you just got two of your core medals back, you're not, you're not, you're feeling ill. Have a rest. We yep. can handle it. Gamel's a lot easier to take advantage of than you are. Is that the science of the metals? I kind of thought once you pop them back in, you're like, dun, 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 but no, you got to you gotta sit around and I, soak your feet. I think if you like got like all your metals back, but she she still doesn't have like full metals. So she's still not like, you know, she doesn't she's she's not full metal jacketed. Uh, panic. Yeah, I don't know. Alchemist. Anyways. Um... <laughs> there we go. Wow. That was a real journey, you two. Uh, Gamal declares that his dream is now to smash O's. I, I support him. I mean, I like Common Rider o, o just fine, but like, I also want Gamal to live his best life. I want what's best for yeah. everybody. You know who is not living his best life right now? Seamless Kogami. transition. Seamless transition. Because Kogami is, as far as I can tell, really, really pissed off. Super angry. Yeah. Super angry. Like, scary pissed off. He barely talks during the scene, and then when he does, it's through clenched teeth. Yeah, he is He is furious. He, he is furious at Goto for doing a thing without permission, which is a thing I guess I wasn't aware he was doing when he went <laughs> to go fight that yummy. I didn't know that he was doing it on the sneaky side. I think he's supposed to get, like, explicit permission to go fight yummies. For Major League Baseball. <laughs> like <laughs> He's wasting all of Kogami Corporation's bazooka rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Those things aren't free. Are non-destructive, very explodey, smoky bazooka rounds. Yeah. You're wasting them all. God forbid we should use actual live ammunition. But I swear to God, if somebody got mad at me like Kogami gets mad at Goto, I would burst into tears. It was terrifying. But he still used the language of happiness and birthdays, which is even more terrifying. It's like, are you mad? 
I'm pretty sure you're yeah. mad. Happy birthday! said I'm going to get a present, yeah. but my present is house arrest. Yes, it's a big box of fuck you with a bow on top. It's also Satanaka calling him out. And yeah. then Kagami's like, as your punishment, I'm withholding your birthday present. And Gato is really trying, he's trying to play through. He's like, but just hear me out. What if like there was a way just regular humans could use the metals? Then that'd be pretty slick. And then I could I could do hero things. And uh, Kugami's like, or see aforementioned giant box of fuck you with a bow on top. You're yeah. under house arrest. Get out of here. And then <laughs> gives him a little, just gives him a little sploop. Just gives him a little sploop right in the face. A little sploop right across the face of uh, of frosting. Just frosts his face. Just frosts his face. Oh. Boy, I wish there was. Oh. I wish there was a joke we could make there. I wish there yeah. was. I can't. I can't think oh. of a one. Not a one. There's no, no he joke. He's got a big glob of frosting right on his face. There's just nothing a funny about big that. Big glob of white frosting across his face. Yeah, and his hair. And, and oh, his and hair. his hair. It's all. It goes all over the place. Yeah, and it's very deliberate. But yeah. anyways, uh, yeah. Goto wants to go ride his bike away <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I'm not picturing a motorcycle when you say it like that. <laughs> like a tricycle? I w- <laughs> like, a girl's, like, a, like a girl's bike with like the, the, the streamers coming out of the handlebars. I mean, it doesn't have to be gendered. It could just be a dinky bike. Oh, yeah. No. Also, it could be both. Yes. I will say this is the most dejected I've ever seen someone turn a vending machine into a super cool motorcycle. Like even even the ride vendor is just sort of like, fine, I'll transform, but I'm going to be real grumpy about it too. Joop, joop, joop. And he's just real like, he's real down in the mouth and you can hear that Charlie Brown sad Christmas tree music. Who, who might one expect to bump into in a parking garage that might cheer one up? Dr. Mackey. Yay! I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> he might be working on a thing that's powered by metals for human people to use to be great at fighting or something. Goto's like, give me, give me that. He does. I will say, I will say, in Goto's defense, he doesn't seem too grabby hands about it. <laughs> he seems sort of half interested and half like, hmm. The last time you suggested something, Doctor Mackey, you and your dumb little puppet arm, uh, I got put under house arrest. I am not 100% sure how into Dr. Mackey's advice he is in this episode. He doesn't seem jumping up and down and like, all right, let's, let's great. Let's go do this. He's more just like, I think Mackey's introduction to the scene is him like snickering about Goto yeah. like, as he walks up. It's like, good job, jerk. Way to not do anything useful. More like go turd. If only, if only there were some way a human could use metals. Me, me, me. Hey, guess who I am? Me, I should be Kami Rider. Me. <laughs> Psst, puppet, it's him. I was doing him, puppet. So in the world of adults, uh, Skuma's having maybe like a meeting with his agent who's all like, you were on all the famous things that people do, like books, radio. TV and all of these newspapers in like the space of maybe three days. Time is a flat circle. No, not famous enough. I must be more famous, more famous. I am picturing me being like, I know president or some kind of shit. I don't even know. Like, what does he want? He's just, he's like, he's just grown to Godzilla size and he's straddling the earth like a colossus. Like Pretty it's, much. it's more just him imagining himself in newspapers and magazines and, and things of that nature. 
I'm going to go ahead and just say quietly, I think this guy might be the best actor who has been on the show so far. Oh, he's very good. His character is preposterous, but maybe his face is just just works for this kind of, you know, goofy dialogue. And it seems like he seems real thoughtful. And I don't know. Do you are you guys familiar with what else this fellow does? Is he like an actor or does he mostly do children's stuff? I've looked him up. He's been on Common Rider three times All right. as side characters. Which okay. which other ones was he on? Fies. Oh, Kabuto, Kabuto. I re- I remember him from neither of those, but that's not surprising. Yeah. So he's just like one of those people on Law and Order who's like a juror one week and then a prosecutor the next week and then a dead body the next week. Just he's just in the system. Yeah. At the couscousier, Ankh is as usual reclining languidly and and attractively. Just flipping all his medals. Just like, uh, I need more medals. Look at all these medals. I need more. <laughs> like, I feel like when the script was written, it was just like, Ankh says some Ankh stuff about medals or whatever, because that's basically it. He's not really talking. I mean, nothing here ha- is moving the plot around. He has a plan. He's thinking about how to solve the problem of the Mothman prophecies. Oh, yeah. And he's thinking about that psychic minotaur from that time all those shoes got thrown. Oh, yeah. And this is where the gravity combo comes into with Uh, my thinking. Because maybe, maybe the minotaur is not psychic. Maybe he has gravity powers. And that's why Ankh is all like, we need some gommel medals. I take it back, everyone. Ankh was working real hard. So anyway, then uh, Scuba shows up at uh, Couscousier and he wants to uh, basically borrow Eiji's backstory. And Hina and Eiji were just reading a for real newspaper up to this <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> Pulse pounding action. Talking about their possessed friend. Live real time newspaper reading. They're confused as to like, wait, so you just want to, you just want his story? You just want to tell his story as your own, like a big fibber? Well, that's probably the biggest you've ever fibbed, they're thinking to themselves. <laughs> ah, little do they know. Then we also get into uh, Sukuba's uh, motivation for traveling the world in the first place, and that's to show everyone that they're jerks. Basically to say, <laughs> hey, hey, jerks, you, you think you're so tough with your traveling around? Well, check me out. I did it, too. So take that. And then I don't know, uh, Corey, if this was in your translation, but uh, he referred to them as haughty. They're also haughty. No. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. All those uh, all those haughty travel bloggers rubbing their traveling in everybody else's faces. Tons of guys travel. So he has to be way more famous than them. And it doesn't really matter that the, the greed, whatever AG is saying, might be using him. And then on comes in and is like, who let in this yummy pop? <laughs> Get him out of here. This guy, what's this guy doing here? He had a yummy come out of him. I'd know it. I'd know it anywhere. And everybody's like, oh, hey. Yeah, huh? we know. We got this. We're all on the same page. Yummy pops brought to you by Greedwatch TM. <laughs> AG, just, just, just go and fight the yummy. It's ripe. It's fine. Just, just go. Ew. In my translation, he said, get the medals. Not yeah, ew, well, I mean, this yummy's ripe. This yummy is super, he, like, plush he, with medals. He's thick. <laughs> thick with medals. Juicy. Yeah. Oh. So AG dashes off as he does. And he is like, Tsukuba, you come too. I want you to see something important. Then we go to Mothman swooping gloriously through a production lot. Yes. 
Look at all the famous people. I'm sure some of these people are famous. I can't tell which ones. Doesn't matter. Mothman's gonna suck their famousness out of all of them. This is the exact moment where I found myself thinking, oh, this is where the production ran out of money when they were like, hey, I have an idea. Let's shoot at the back lot today. Sound good? Sounds good. We'll be right near the cafeteria. We're set. I think they spend all their money on the fantastic wire work that the Mothman Prophecies was doing. There's some good wire work in this episode. He did like a flip and everything. It was it was nice. It's pretty slick. His work through the whole thing has been great. Like I was like, is he some kind of wrestler? I've only seen mm. these these moves in like glow. Oh no, he's he's um he's probably like trained his whole life for this sort of thing. There's there's like a like a contingent of suit actors who do this sort of thing. It's 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 really cool. I bet that has a real cool name, too. Was it, It's the Japan Action Club, and it was founded by Sunny Chiba. Yes, well, that's it's cool. the Japan Action Club. They're members of the Action Club. Yes, I'm not making this up. No, it's, no, just, it's true. It's, that just says, but it also sounds like a dope-ass band that would be playing at like the Viper Room this weekend. Like <laughs> I would go see the Japan Action. They probably tour with Tokyo Police Club. Right? Right. I don't know. I think their branding might get confused. So... Uh, a fight. There's some fighting, but AJ takes a break from the fighting to run oh. over to Scuba and be like, hey, man, uh, I, how, I'm getting a house right now and there's a terrible alien. Uh, also, I'm like a weird robot man. I'm sure all of this is very confusing to you, although you're not blinking or doing anything. So let's just proceed. You can use my story if you want, but just remember to make sure that you convey the horrors of war. OK, bye. And then goes back to fighting. But before that, Hino shows Tsukuba the yummy, and she's like, that's yours. That's made of your greed. And he's like, what? Ew, gross. Uh, in our translation, I, I loved this qualifier. She said, that's probably a monster made of your greed. And I really enjoyed the use of probably there because Hina's like, look, I, you know, there's, I'm saying it's pretty good odds, but a lot of weird shit has been happening lately. So you just most likely it's you. 85% chance. Yeah. Goto has run up behind them and is witnessing the same thing. And so both he and Scuba are like alternating, having these yes. revelations about how they're posers. Yes. Scuba basically says, so funny story. I've never gone anywhere or done anything. I've been making this up the entire time. I've never traveled. I'm not even here right now. Maybe that's why his travel blog wasn't that good. Just making stuff up. Yeah, maybe, uh, that's, maybe that was the problem. This week I was in space or whatever, and they have nachos there, I guess. Tune, <laughs> tune in next week. And Gato is uh, Gato is a little more like, oh, you know, I, I, I keep saying I'm saving the world, but as it turns out, I haven't done anything. And they're both basically there, like psychically unpantsed, just realizing yep. that, they're, uh, that they're garbage, that they're two garbage men, and they need to take out the trash, and the trash is themselves. You know what Goto has to fix his problems? A bazooka. He's got a bazooka. <laughs> That's right. He's like, I know what to do. The thing that I always do. It's worked so far up until this point, which is to say it hasn't at all. Well, at least this time he only aims at Mothman prophecies and not at AG and Mothman prophecies. So he's improving in that respect. It does nothing. But then it's time for candroids. Here's some new candroids, my man. Oh, God, no snakes. Everybody run. Uh, yeah, AG freaks out because he's like, oh, no, they're snakes. No, I hate snakes. Shock. I hate them. That's just Reggie. <laughs> and Goto is like, no, they're they're Nagi. Oh, I guess that's OK. Like, why is that better? Eels are better than snakes. 
More delicious, certainly, especially when you put that brown sauce on them. I hear snake is pretty tasty. I've never had it. Neither have I. Corey, have you had snake? No, I've never eaten snake, but I've had a lot of unagi, especially barbecue unagi. Oh, it's the best. Is best. I love it. I I have never had it because I think I might die if I do. What? Snake. Because fish. No, unagi. Oh. Oh, unagi. Well, well... I, don't, I mean, it's not well, one of those things that I want to chance. Yeah, let's not find out. Yeah. This does remind me, though, of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where they had a snake full of eels. No, those were baby snakes. Was it baby snakes? It was baby snakes inside the oh. snake. I thought they were like, they looked like eels, kind of. Baby snakes. They don't die. They multiply. Man, I have not watched Temple of Doom in too long. I've seen it too many times. I haven't seen an Indiana Jones movie in a very long time. Why don't we turn this into an Indiana Jones movie recap podcast? Oh, yeah. We could watch uh, all three Indiana Jones movies. No. We have to watch all of them. All three? All three. Including Indiana. the Youngman's. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Then the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. <laughs> yep. Right? And, and yeah. then that's it. Yeah, yeah. Three movies. Th- three three movies, movies and a TV show. And the TV show. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Maybe we could maybe we could play the Super Nintendo Indiana Jones video game. And, that, and then that's it. I believe that is all the uh, intellectual <laughs> property. That belongs to one Mr. Dr. Jones. Oh. No, we could play that LucasArts uh, adventure game. Which, no, there's two of them, please. They're my are there favorite two? things on Earth. There's two of them. Oh. There's the fate of Atlantis. Yeah. What's the other one? I don't remember. <laughs> it's your favorite thing. <laughs> it I is. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's second favorite. It's my favorite right. thing in the world, and it's called whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> what's going on? On the show. Oh, uh, oh. so he, the, the snakes are Unagi robots and he throws them at the Mothman prophecies and they do a nice job. And then he goes in for like the killing blow and Uva tackles him from the sides and is like, what up? Now there's three enemies. And he's all like, what do you mean? Three enemies. And at that moment, Goto's all like, I can save him if I get a clear shot with my bazooka. <laughs> and then Gamble is all like, haha, I'm here too. Guess who's watching through a grasshopper can? It's Dr. Maki with his friend, Kazari. What? Whoa! He's in mad cahoots. Kazoots. And they are talking about basically being voyeurs. Yeah. And how they don't like it when other people watch them, but they like watching other people. Everybody wants to observe. Nobody wants to be observed. It's like that movie Sliver. Um, and this is the first time that we are learning that Dr. Maki has contact with the greed. Am I correct in that? That is correct. And the first time we've learned where Kazari has been going yeah. all this time that he's been missing as, and also like that Maki's actually still paying attention to Goto where he's like, I'm really surprised that Goto tried to help O's there instead of like, I don't know, kill him again or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Goto is doing this to like suck up and be a team player so he can ultimately get that metal technology from Dr. Maki or if he's actually had a change of heart and is rejecting Maki's offer. What do we think, fam? I think he just feels like he's been a jerk and that like while he like wants to save the world, you can't just like go out and save the world. You have to like start somewhere and that ag's you know strategy of just like you know saving the people who are in front of him is a good starting point if nothing else 
Right. Oh, at the top of the episode, while uh, Ag and Goto are uh, beefing, uh, Ag drops this uh, usual as usual, just pearls of wisdom. I'm just doing what I can right now, which gets repeated like 900 times through the episode, as if Ag said the deepest shit in the world. But in fact, yes. he's just stating exactly what he's doing. I'm just doing what I can right now. Like this doesn't. This again doesn't. This is not meant to be like tattooed across your chest. This is not good life advice. It is merely a statement of fact. I feel like AG's got kind of like a being there kind of thing going on. Yeah. Where like where like people read a lot more into the stuff that he says than is really necessary. Sure. Anyway, he gets his ass like super kicked because there's three people kicking his ass constantly. And he's just he's he's down for the count. Uva's like, I'm gonna take you out. And then Gamma like body checks him. He's like, no. I will kill. <laughs> and then AG like punches through his stomach somehow and grabs his core medals. Well, ba- just a quick backup. Uh, while, backup, yeah. While while AG is eating pavement, num, 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 uh, Ankh comes up to him and is like, hey, here's an idea. Get Gamble's core medals, why don't you? And AG's like, hey, here's an idea. Shut the fuck up. I'm getting my <laughs> it's ass slightly hit. better than that. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, so Goto gets hit by Gamble, gets thrown. He's a normal human with a meat body. And AG notices this and he's like, oh, poor Goto, don't die in my arms. And Gamble's like, haha, kill that. And Ankh body checks them from the side. Like this hand rushes in. And saves them from this rushing car. And then he's like, hey, you know what? Get that guy's medals. And AG's like, if it were that simple, shut up. <laughs> you get his medals if you think it's so easy. Jerk. <laughs> and then he just does it. Yes. Like it is apparently pretty. <laughs> he's not even using like a special like attack or anything. He just punches through him. I don't even know. Just bam. It's a little bit bullshit, to be honest. Right in the body slot. Yes, in the middle, right in the middle slot. Mm, middle, the most delicious part. <laughs> the tummy slot. Yeah, that's. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Are we grossing you out with our talk of body slots? <laughs> this reminds me earlier in the episode when Missoula gets her medals back, she just sort of like pushes them into her chest, and I was half expecting her to just eat them. Gump, gump, gump. Same. Just like, oomp. which I think would have been way better, like a snake, basically. I mean, yeah, we, I don't, they might get caught in her throat or something. No, yeah. no, they like CGI like Goofy eating a big sandwich, like a big metal bulge down her throat as she swallows. They're not that big. They're like maybe the size big of enough. a loony. And but... it, no, they're bigger than that. And then, Adam, do you imagine that it would make the sound when a Qbert falls off of the pyramid <laughs> and lands in the coins? Why not? Sorry, what could what does this sound like? Back in the 1800s, when I was but a lad, <laughs> there was a fun little game called Cubert in which you were a kiwi with a nose that was orange that hopped around on a pyramid and had to change all of the colors of the squares. Uh, this is now a Cubert recap broadcast, but the only uh, and it was it was my jam. That was like the game that I loved to play. Uh, but uh, m- the first round of machines had this sort of uh, this almost like a pinball flipper built into the bottom of the coin box. When your character fell off of the pyramid, it smacked the back of the coin box. And so you, it actually sounded like your character had landed in the coins 
Like, and it was, I was unaware. Oh. It was very deeply satisfying, even though your character had just died. It still made it sound like there was just a pile of Cubert bodies piling up <laughs> amongst <laughs> amongst the quarters. That's tremendous. It was really visceral. Tr- it was a good ass game. Um, so he got, but he reaches into the tummy, and the coins come out, and now he's got the coins. And it, what a surprise! He counts the medals one, two, three. Well, it turns out floating around in his tummy, there was a combo right there. This comes back to what I was saying at the head of the episode, where there's three of each slot. Yeah. Yeah. So nine total. So he's got one of each now. He's got a top tummy and leggy bits. (laughs) Yeah. Rhino, gorilla, elephant. This is significant because his head gets a rhino horn and his arms get all... Popeye and I don't know what elephant other than thick legs. Yeah, thick thick elephant legs. By the way, none of this has anything to do with gravity. I just want to point that out. They're heavy, so they have more gravity. Okay, sure. But there is no... Unless this is something that comes up later, and that was just a thing that Ankh was planting for future episodes, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, when, you know, Gamble made the... Uh, the things fly around, right? Like that, that is more or less true. Yes. Okay. That is what they're implying. And they are also implying that like when AG like stomps in this form, that the rubble tornado that is caused is from him. Yes. That is the only thing that makes sense because again, there are no giant holes in the pavement. <laughs> so it's just like spare rubble that AG created with the eerie power of his mind. Well, because it like when he when he uses it on Mothman and it like drags him around like through the pavement, it kind of looks like he's breaking the pavement, but then it, like just heals up afterwards, which is weird. Yeah. But he it is sort of dragging him around like psychically or something, so it could be a gravity power, I guess. I don't know. Man, it's weird. <laughs> it sure is. Well, I mean, he's got like he's got all big and brawny. You'd think he'd just walk up and like punch a punch a guy. It reminds me of Logan's run. In what the, way? With the the transforming lasers of the uh, what is it called? Mm, plastic surgery clinic that makes you look younger. Oh yes. Yeah, where they have lasers that cut you and the lasers that heal you. Mm, that's where Farrah Fawcett works, right? Or wait, is that Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. In that? Yes, it is. That's a good movie. I don't mind that movie. It's super it's okay. It's very 70s. It's very much like, you know what the yeah. future is like? Um, a mall where everybody wears pantsuits. That's <laughs> yeah. the future. What do you a think? sexy, sexy mall. Carousel. Anyways. Uh. All right. Look, the f- he's he's got big arms. He's got big feet. Does a bunch of stuff. Beats up guys. Blows up the Mothman prophecies. The uh, the greeds go yipe, yipe, yipe back to the peach pit. Now oh, he gets like... Like one of Uva, one or two of Uva's medals too, just as a little bonus. Yeah. Yeah, Ankh catches them on the side. Go, go. Um, and uh, you know, now you know what it's time for, fam. It's time to learn some lessons. Let's learn some lessons about being bros. Yeah. This should be common writer bro, bro, bro. Not common writer bros. <laughs> like that, like the old English two guy boy band. <laughs> What? Bros. No. Bros. What? There was 
There was a band, there was an English boy band in the 1980s, early 90s called Bros, and they were sort of like a younger, hotter, right? Said Fred, I'm gonna get so beat up by my UK friends. <laughs> They're just some guys. Interesting. The only, okay, and, interesting. The, and the only reason why I remember them is because on MTV News at the time, they did like a big, sweaty, like news story, like bros are huge in England and then they're gonna be huge in America. And then, like, 10 seconds later, it was like, no, they won't. Sorry, we lied. They went it's away. Beautiful. They went away. I'm sure they're fine. Hey, bros. Uh, but speaking of bros, everybody's just gonna bro the fuck out starting right now. Oh man, AJ, you got a talent for getting medals. So true. Yeah, uh, Ankh is like, hey, you know what? Uh, you're a blockhead, but you picked out a nice tree. You can hold medals real good. So and combos. You've really. But he's just kind of like standing casually to the side, posing while AJ's nearly dying on the cement. Yep, and then. And then so Goto gives yep. him like a hand up. And, and, and Goto's real cool now, too. Goto's like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry I was a dick. I'm, I'm, and let's uh, let's all bro out together. We got this. Skuba's starting on his next adventure to bike around Hokkaido. And he apologizes. He may, and, uh, and they're like, don't worry. I'll, everyone that you broke is fixed. And Scuba's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, good. I'd feel real bad if they were all broken. And couldn't be fixed. And it's like, well, no, duh, buddy. That's that's mighty big of you to admit that if you had murdered like a thousand people, they, you'd be busted up about it. They weren't murdered. They just lost their talents. We don't know how any of these people turned out. No, they, they said that the the first guy was like just sleeping it off or something. Anyway. What? What I would, yeah. What I, yeah, he's fine. He, uh, all of your victims have been sent to a farm upstate where they are now <laughs> running and skipping and playing amongst their own. The, I feel like we really, I, I really wanted the beat of all of these people getting their talent zizzed out of them and then having to like go on talk shows and stuff and be like, so what's traveling like? And they're like, I like pudding, you know, like they just don't even know what words are. I feel <laughs> it's like it's very space jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no, they got monster. Not just like, oh, I think my favorite thing is when I cross the border and that's really good. And so they're basically just like down to scuba's level. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done anything, as it turns out. Well, now scuba's going to go. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm very excited to read your blog. No, 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 no. This is uh, amazing. The owner of the Couscousier is going to be excited to read it. Hina specifically says her, not either of them. It's like, yeah, she'll read that that shit, not us. Which I think is fantastic. Like that is, I don't know if Hina meant it as shade, but it was the most, it was a wide umbrella of shade. It was an an old gypsum tree's (laughs) worth of shade. It was beautiful. (laughs) And Hina's just so nice when she's saying it too. It's just like, I don't even, was that intentional? I can't tell. It's hard to tell. It's hard to oh. tell. Uh, and then um, and then AG gives him a present. Ah, uh, yes. Tomorrow's the, underwear. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and then he uh, and then he bikes off into the sunset and they stand there and wave. And we are all left to wonder uh, where AG is going to get new underpants. Because he only has two pairs. Maybe he has more now that he's got a job. You count the panties. One, two, three. 
That's no, there's checked. no three. That's the problem. <laughs> that's ah. what. Well, that's what I want at the beginning of episodes. Now I want the metal count, but also <laughs> the undie count. The undie count. Anyway, so I checked Wikipedia, and and apparently the band Bros is pronounced Bros. What? Because their last name was Goss. I, what? I believe it's actually pronounced Broto. <laughs> I believe it's King Bowser. No, Boruto. He's Naruto's <laughs> son. Boruto, Jamaica, boo, I want to take yo. Uh, anyway. uh, and that's it. Why has that song come up so much in recent culture? Co- ah, weird. Kokomo has? Yes. Well, not not in, not in the United States of America. I'll tell you that for free, Jack. We're doing just fine without wow. it down here. Why is it? I'll, why- I'll leave it as an exercise to the listeners. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this. That's what this show that's is missing. Homework. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is my favorite two episode arc so far. I don't really have Yay. a lot. Of, I don't really have a lot of problems with it. And I think it was mostly because uh, Scuba was a. Uh, he's real good, and even though his motivations were bonkers uh it's fine this is real nice what'd you guys think yeah i like it yeah uh next week looks crazy oh man oh i i i don't remember it specifically except i saw a brief like shot of the yummy and i remember the yummy and just like i don't know gird your loins people yeah, I think I saw a doctor with Freddy Krueger fingers, although everything was happening so quickly and I was probably not paying very good attention, but Oh, that's accurate. No, yeah. no, Freddy Krueger fingers. Now I remember. Yeah, that this might be around the point when I when I paused. I think there's like one major plot point that happens during this, but also oh, straight up horror. Yeah. Oh. So next week's going to be sp- scary. Well, to I'm, me, okay, yeah. What you don't want? You don't want scary, yummy doctors operating on you. Not personally, but with yeah. their knife fingers. With their knife fingers. You know what? I'm gonna try and keep an open mind about it, y'all. <laughs> all right. Well then, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm Corey Andrew Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. I'm Josh A. Kagan. You can find me on Instagram at josh a kagan i'm adam wasserman you can find me on twitter at gold sarcasmium see ya bye